Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size inclusive fitness specialist and certified non diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight neutral, health at every size aligned information and coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Joyful Movement Show. If you're listening to this in real time, it's just the end of summer. And for us here in this part of Canada, we've only got one more week before the kids go back to school. And I don't think I'm the only mom who's crossing her fingers for a normal school year. Honestly, I'm just looking forward to getting back to somewhat normal in general. Back to school time for me has always represented a new beginning, like a fresh start. I still love going back to school shopping and getting new pens and notebooks and colored markers for my work. And every year when I walk my kids to school on that first day, I don't know, things just feel different energetically. I guess it's sort of similar to New Year's in that sense. It's the start of a new season. And often when I start thinking about setting new goals or recommitting to old ones, do you do that too? Or is it just me? I don't think I'm the only one with this feeling. And certainly in the fitness industry over my 10 years, I've noticed that there's usually a surge around this time of year with people returning to routine after a fun summer and wanting to start or recommit to a regular movement practice. And I think this year especially, we're really craving that routine even more than usual because our routines have just been so disrupted over the last year and a half. We're all just so over it and ready to get back to our pre-COVID lifestyle. And I am right there with you on that one. But I also feel like there's more going on than just wanting to get back to normal. You know, as we've been coming out of lockdown over the course of the summer and we're starting to see people we haven't seen in a little while, what I'm hearing very frequently in my social circles is not just about the desire to get our regular life back, but also to shed the dreaded COVID-15 that many have gained during our quarantine. So I thought this would be a good thing to chat about today since it seems to be affecting so many of us and how we feel as we go back out into the world. So let's chat about this. I know it can be very upsetting when we gain weight and it can come with feelings of shame and disappointment. And in turn, we really beat up on ourselves saying that we're not disciplined, that we failed. And thoughts about losing that weight can become all consuming and quickly turn into an obsession. And the diet and fitness industry definitely knows that this is what we're feeling and this is what's going on globally because I'm seeing a lot of ads targeting this exact thing that COVID-15 is is a real um, marketing tactic that's being used right now. But I'm here to help shift your perspective a little so that maybe you can become a little more comfortable and at peace with your body, no matter the size of it, without all the added pressures and stress of a strict diet or exercise plan. Because do we really need more stress right now? 
Hey, I get it. You'd love to discover joyful movement, but you just don't feel motivated. I've been there too, riding the start-stop cycle with exercise more times than I can count. Here's the thing. It's not your fault. It's not your lack of discipline or willpower that's getting in the way. Motivation doesn't just happen. It has to be cultivated. It's a feeling, and feelings are created by our thoughts. So if you want to feel the positive feeling of motivation, you've got to think positive thoughts that create a desire to move. Sound tricky? It's really not. I explain exactly how to do this in my free guide, The Motivation Secret. You can go grab it off my website right now at radiantvitality.ca slash motivation secret. The link is in the show notes too. I'll send it right to your inbox and inside you'll discover the secret to cultivating that desire to move and get off that start stop cycle for good. So it's true. Lots of us have gained weight throughout this pandemic thing, myself included. But you know, as I do, I like to dig beneath the surface and take a deeper look at what's going on in my mind rather than just getting into action to, quote, fix it. There's a lot of reasons why you could have gained weight. I don't think it's just simple math that you ate more calories than you burned, although that could be part of it, but still, it's a little more complex than that. Like, let's be real. It is no secret. We have been dealing with a lot of change over the last 18 months. I'll use my own life as an example. I mean, in that time, I had to figure out how to take my my brand new business that I had just launched completely online, create new programs, learn all about online marketing. I opened and closed my in-person studio three different times. I had kids in and out of school learning at home while I was working from home. And add on to that the social isolation of not being able to see anyone And I mean, the stress, though manageable, was just kind of always there. Plus, we didn't have access to the things that we usually do, our gyms, our fitness classes, and our communities. So I know for me, I was not moving as often as I usually would, even in my job as a trainer and fitness instructor. And certainly, there was some comfort eating and more than a few COVID cocktails. And you know what? All of that is okay. Our lives changed in a big way this last year and a half, and we all changed with it. We had no choice. And possibly our bodies changed too. But none of that means anything about me or about you. You're not bad or a failure because you gained weight. You're not lazy or undisciplined if you didn't move as much or if you ate a bit more. You're a human being having a human experience, and you did what you did to get through probably the most collectively stressful event you've ever faced in your life. It's okay that priority shifted and you didn't prioritize your usual habits or self-care. You were in survival mode. I always say that there's so much more to health than just our physical body. We also have a mental, emotional, and spiritual body, and it's unrealistic to think that we can balance all four all the time. They kind of have their seasons where one gets priority based on our circumstance. So I know for me, the last year, I was focused on my mental and spiritual health a lot more than the physical. But guess what? My body and your body was there with us through the whole thing. 
It's been just working its magic on the inside, doing all the things it does to keep you alive and functioning. Your heart's been beating, your lungs have been breathing, your liver and kidneys have been processing and metabolizing what you put in your body, your muscles have been, and bones have been carrying you around, and your immune system has been fending off invaders. Whether you like the look of your body or not, let's just take a moment and appreciate all of the amazing things it does for us. So listen, I get the desire to get back to normal routine and having some structure back in your life, but I really want to encourage you to be gentle with your body when it's been working so hard to support you through all this. Whipping it back into shape after everything you've been through seems pretty cruel and mean when your body has been such an amazing support to you. So there's a couple points I really want to drive home here today. The first and most important is that you have complete autonomy and agency over your body and how you eat and move. Only you know what's best for you and your body and you get to choose how you and your body get on in the world. If it feels right to diet and start a strict exercise program, you can absolutely do that. If you If the need to lose weight feels very true and strong for you, you have full authority to, to decide how you want to proceed with that. You all know that I'm anti-diet, but I am not anti-dieter. I know there are plenty of factors behind people's decisions, and I'm definitely not in a position to judge anyone as, as right or wrong for their choices. I'm just here to offer you some alternative thoughts and points of view to consider. Some food for thought, so that whatever you choose, it's a conscious choice. So the first point of view I want to explore with you is that you don't have to lose weight. I just want to put that possibility out there for your consideration. Like it is not your duty to look a certain way or to be a certain size. We definitely live in a society that values thinness and equates it with health and moral virtue. That's exactly what diet culture is. And this fear that I'm hearing from so many women of going back out into the world after gaining weight and the worry that people will think less of you because of it, that's fat phobia. And you know what? Unfortunately, it's true. Some people will think less of you or talk badly about you because of your weight gain. I can say for a fact that this has happened to me, both to my face and behind my back. Things like I've let myself go and I know there's even people who won't work with me as a personal trainer because of my body size. And that's definitely going to be a future podcast episode, so stay tuned for that one. But I want you to think long and hard about how those opinions of others are affecting you and what they're causing you to believe about yourself. Worrying how people will judge your weight gain it's definitely going to activate your I'm not good enough voice. And this is something that we talked about back in episode 36 with Vanessa Preston, if you missed it. So go back and listen to that one. But here's the thing about the not good enough voice. If you think you're not good enough and try to change something about yourself to feel better or to seek the approval of others, you end up on a never ending shame spiral because you'll never feel good enough. When approval from others is conditional upon you looking or behaving a certain way, it never feels authentic. I mean, you know, deep down inside, or you fear that if they discover the the real you, then they'll cut you out. So do you want to keep trying to control your body to get the approval of others? So bringing it back to me here again, I know there's people who judge my credibility as a trainer based on my body size. 
And I could choose to engage in those thoughts and try to shrink my body to get their approval. And maybe I'd have more followers and fans and clients. But I know what the cost of that would be to myself. It would mean a life of restriction and deprivation. It would mean sacrificing my mental well-being. And it would mean showing up inauthentically, putting a fake version of myself forward. And most importantly, it would mean that I wouldn't be able to help people experience the true transformation and freedom that comes from learning to love and accept yourself in your now body. I mean, I've lived this life and I can tell you, I never felt good enough, no matter how small I got. So learning to let go of people pleasing and worrying about what other people thought about me was a game changer. I'm in a larger body now than I think I've ever been, but I can say with absolute certainty, this is the best I've ever felt. Which brings me to my next point, which is that you can feel better without changing your body. And I hear so often, but I truly felt better when I was smaller. And I even believed that myself for a long time. People will often say they had more energy, they slept better, their mood was better, and they felt stronger and had more endurance when they were in a smaller body. And you're probably right that you did. I did too. But when we dig into this, there's a lot more to it than just the fact that you were smaller. Let's think back to pre-COVID. What were your self-care habits? Were you maybe moving a little more, eating more nutritious food, having a few less cocktails, sleeping better at night and experiencing less stress? I know I was. Those are all the things that are going to contribute to feeling good. And we can choose to focus on those behaviors no matter our size and without any expectation that our size will change. I mean, it might change, but if you're focused on the behaviors and the feelings rather than the outcome, then you're a lot more likely to really take in and absorb those good feelings and not feel all the pressure that comes from believing you need to lose weight to justify the feelings. So back to my personal example, prior to COVID, I was out running regularly, I was getting more sleep, and my stress was pretty manageable. Like I said, my priorities really shifted as we entered into the era of lockdown and quarantine, and I had to just mentally focus on so many other things, business-wise and family-wise. So my self-care habits kind of took a back seat. So yeah, my body changed, but I'm more concerned about the fact that I have less energy and stamina and that my cardiovascular endurance has kind of gone down and that it's getting harder to do my everyday activities. So what I'm going to do for myself and what I encourage you to, to consider is think about what self-care I can add into my life to bring me back to feeling my best. I'm setting the goal to add more movement that will help me improve my endurance and stamina. I'm prioritizing getting enough rest. I'm going to set some boundaries around my time and energy and focus on filling my mind with quality, inspiring information. I'll focus on adding more vegetables and fruits and staying hydrated adding in the things that we know help us feel our best and focus on the good feelings is a lot more enjoyable, kind, and respectful to our body than the pressure of restriction and punitive exercise with the expectation that your body must change in order to be acceptable. And that brings me to my final point, which is that your body and you are deserving of respect no matter how you look or how your body may have changed. 
you're still the same person in there and you always will be no matter what you look like or what you do or don't do in life. You are worthy and of kindness and respect from yourself no matter what. It's only natural to be hard on ourselves when we gain weight, when we live in the world that we do, that places such immense value on thinness and beauty. But trust me, a little self-compassion goes a long way. Just think for a minute, if your best friend called you and she was really sad and upset with herself that she'd gained weight over the pandemic and she was beating herself up, calling herself lazy and a failure and she was so ashamed of herself and she was going to sign up for a strict diet or fitness plan, what would you say to her in that moment? I'm pretty sure you wouldn't agree with her that she was lazy and a failure. You'd offer her an empathetic ear and remind her what an amazing person she is and that how she's feeling has nothing to do with her body. You deserve the same. You're a human being and you have infinite worth and value that does not have to be earned by maintaining a certain look or body size. And your body is a part of you. Your body supports and carries you and does so much for you. And she deserves to be treated with kindness and respect. My colleague, Vanessa Preston, who I mentioned earlier, refers to your body as your earth suit. And I think that's just amazing. So our body is this vehicle we travel around in and allows us to experience life. We call that body neutrality. But if you can't let go of the desire to lose weight, and that's understandable, can you at least commit to treating yourself with respect regardless I have a few tips for you. Here's four ways that you can show yourself respect, even if you still want your body to change. So number one, avoid negative self-talk. And that's both aloud and in your head. Like, honestly, please just don't. Whether you like the look of your body or not, commit to saying only kind things to and about yourself. And that also means not engaging in others' diet talk or body comparison conversations. You can empathize and point out what you love about your friends without going down the whole body shame rabbit hole. Number two, wear comfortable clothing. Forcing yourself to squeeze into too small clothes or keeping your closet filled with clothing that you want to fit back into is just a constant reminder that your body has changed and is sure to activate a bunch of negative self-talk and restrictive action. Remember that it's the job of the clothing to fit your body. It's not your job to fit the clothing. So I definitely recommend going out and getting a few pieces of clothing that you feel great in. Feeling comfortable in your clothes will immediately make you feel better about your body. And then you can donate or sell the things that don't fit. Now, if you have some things that don't fit that you just can't bear to get rid of, I suggest keeping things that are no more than one size different than where you are right now. Bodies do fluctuate in size and let's face it, clothes aren't cheap. So yeah, I mean, I definitely don't have the means either to toss my whole wardrobe and get a new one. But if you're going to hang on to some things, Pack them away so that they're not hanging in your closet, taunting you. And then if your body does change, you can pull out what you need when you need it. Number three, stay off the scale. There is really nothing good that comes from going on there. If you're focused on feeling better, the scale can't measure that. What we do when we step on the scale is place a condition on our good feelings. We're looking to see a lower number on the scale to validate feeling good. But if the number's higher, well, just think about where that's going to get you. 
down a shame spiral, which will likely end in either tears, binging, or starting a restrictive plan. So that brings me to number four, which is think about what you can add in and don't restrict. Respect your body by adding in nourishment, self-care, joyful movement, and mindfulness. Think about what you can give your body as opposed to cutting things out. Now, when it comes to movement, add in movement that feels nourishing and supportive to your body while staying mindful not to cross that line into all or nothing punitive transactional exercise. Okay, so let's wrap this up. The main thing I want to drive home here today is please be gentle with yourself. Remember that we're just coming out of this stressful time and I'm not even sure if it's over yet. It's great to have goals and to prioritize self-care and feeling better. And I'm right there with you doing the same. Just remember to treat yourself with kindness and respect. I really encourage you to take the pressure of losing weight off your plate because I just don't think that's a stress that any of us need right now. And never forget that your worth is innate And your value doesn't come from your appearance, your body size, or even from what you do or don't do. And my dear friend, if you are struggling to see your worth, if you just can't see how you can possibly accept your body and yourself as you are today, if you fear weight gain or feel stuck with no idea how to even begin exploring joyful movement, then I want you to know that I'm here for you. It does not have to be this way. You don't have to struggle. I have found freedom with food, unconditional self-acceptance, and motivation to move, and I've helped dozens of other women do the same. You don't have to stay stuck in fear and shame. You don't have to keep depriving the world of all the things you have to offer because you feel like you're not good enough. I can help you bust through those limiting beliefs so you can have the freedom and life that you desire. If that sounds like something you need, then please go visit my website, radiantvitality.ca, to learn about my programs and how I can support you. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you, my friend, and I value you so much. So we'll see you back here next Monday for more non-diet motivation. And in the meantime, be well, and here's to your radiant vitality. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, respectful, and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best. Click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want. You'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you. I can't wait to meet you.